for this episode of Greyhound Time with co-host Wilson Stahl. This will be the first part of a two-part episode. In the first episode, we will be observing and analyzing the World Cup so far. And the second later episode will be more about the conflicts and politics involved with the World Cup. Today, we are featuring soccer captain Charlie Huddy, avid soccer fanatic Zach Newmark, and then a really good soccer player and Wisconsin commit Aaron Conley. And so the reason I chose you guys for this podcast, specifically, Wilson and I had a little conversation in um, Wednesday morning, and obviously we were like, Charlie Huddy, of course, because he's so involved with soccer and everything that goes along with it, and Zachary, of course, because he's dressed up every day, every time I see him in the hall, his laptop's open, and Eric's a very good soccer player, and is also an avid um, World Cup watcher as well. Yeah, Charlie, but before we get this thing started, you know, we were watching the game the other day, and you started cursing, so let's keep it. Yeah, no, <laughs> PG here. He starts screaming at the screen. We were all watching it, and Mr. Record's like, Charlie, you've got to stop it. <laughs> and then today we'll be going over what exactly the World Cup is and how it works, what it means to each of us and the effects on our peers, and the contenders for the championship, and then about the U.S.'s performance so far. So would you guys like to give us a quick overview for someone that might not know what the World Cup is or what it's about? Um, I, they both looked at each other and didn't want to talk, so I'll talk. Um, basically, the World Cup happens every four years. There's a bunch of qualifying games before it, um, before the actual tournament, and it's the, the whole world's divided up into regions. Everyone plays each other, and then the top, it depends on what your region is, but basically 32 countries are picked from those qualifying games and are put into groups. And that's like the group stage. There's eight different groups, four teams in each group. And then everyone in their own group plays each other. And then the two best teams in each group actually move on to the actual bracket. And then once you're on to the actual bracket, it is just uh, once you win, you're on. And you play until there's the winner. Um, to Something to mention, in the group stages, ties are allowed. But once you move on to the actual bracket, there are no more ties. You have overtime and then penalty kicks. Right. So how are these players selected, you know, like to represent the USA team? And where do they come from? Because, like, I know soccer, there are multiple different leagues and stuff like that. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I'll talk. I mean, do you want to talk? Okay. So you um, basically the way it's chosen is if you have any claim to a country, you can play for that country. So if you were born in England, but both of your parents are from the U.S., you have dual not, uh, dual citizenship, you're actually eligible to play for the U.S. And um, basically the way, I mean, I don't know the specifics of how it works, but I know that there are, you can, there's like these, I don't even know. You probably know more about this than I do. Yeah, they do like camps basically two years ahead of, qualifiers and they just kind of go through the talent like in the U.S. it's like MLS and then we have a few players in Europe and they just get all the best players in their opinion try them out and then make a squad of didn't they make it less this year yeah it was less this year usually it's 23 but it might be 20 this year of um, like their best players an and they do that through like camp Sergino Dest I think that's how you pronounce his first name mm-hmm. he's actually uh, was born in the Netherlands but he's playing for the US this year because his dad's from the US so okay and I or think there's many examples our only goal scorer whose, par- whose parents are he's born in New Jersey now. of Liberia no not Pulisic oh yeah. and Wei oh, oh, yeah. Nigeria, Liberia. his dad oh, won actually. the Ballon d'Or 
Really? Yeah. He's the first African player to win the Ballon d'Or. I did not know that. But I also Is he the one? Isn't his dad like the? Was well, yeah, his dad's the president of Liberia, and his mother's the first lady of Liberia. No I way. I did not know that. He's really good. Really, and I also see many examples of people like the majority of our like players from the U.S. like may have been born or had connections to the United States, but also like were born up in England or played somewhere in Europe and started like their um, academy like basis from there, which I thought was totally interesting. Which kind of segues us into like what it means to us. What does the World Cup mean to like the United States? Not being necessarily a big soccer nation because we have so many different sports, but what does it mean to us as like watchers and avid viewers of the World Cup? Um, well, so this is the first time in the history of the World Cup that that it's not during the summer. So I think we can kind of really see how much it kind of brings everyone together and forms a community because everyone's watching the World Cup and like. The teachers are putting on the games, which is kind of cool to see because everyone's who usually doesn't watch World Cup or soccer like Zach is getting pretty involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say that's pretty cool. I mean, I know two of my teachers; they both turned on the game, and you know you don't you don't really see that in with any other sport. So that's I thought that was pretty cool. And I do love like the kind of like community in the high school because you always see people in the library just walking around like Zach always walks with his laptop open just watching a game every period his eyes are just glued to the screen every time and also like teachers are totally into it too like if we have a work day they'll just put it up on the screen and are all totally supportive of it yeah during the the US Iran game uh, we were chanting Wilson and I were chanting the US chant in the hall after they scored and you can see like who knows what we're doing and some people are just looking at us like we're crazy but <laughs> yeah. other people give us a smile because they know that they just scored so it's kind of just like a cool thing to have with people around mm-hmm. and it also kind of leads into the location of Qatar and how it like kind of affects us now like maybe that time change have you seen like does that affect you if it was in the United States as much? Um, I mean, I don't know. I woke up at 4 a.m. for all of the games. So, it doesn't <laughs> really, it, I mean, it's affected me a little bit, but, like, I don't know. Uh, in terms of me watching, it hasn't really affected me that much. I feel like uh, it would be more fun to watch a game at night because that's right. usually when games and sports are, but, uh, like, it's going to be weird watching a World Cup final at 9 a.m. on a Sunday. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's not really, like, an ideal time, but it's mm-hmm. better than watching it at like or I guess not really but like the Australian people have to watch it until 3.30 in the morning which is (laughs) that's brutal yeah yeah and that kind of leads us in Qatar, like the controversy of it. Are you guys, have you watched like documentaries? Let's not get too into it because we're going to yeah. try to save oh, most of it. Just kind of like a sneak We're peek. very into it. You didn't even finish the documentary though. I did a research project on it. We, one of my teachers made us do a research project oh. on the corruption of Qatar. Do a little um, recap of it, like a sneak peek for our Dude, there's so, I don't even know where to begin. Like you can, you can start with FIFA going back to like the 70s or you can go <laughs> recently with Qatar in like 2000. He said a quick <laughs> overview. Well, I know. <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even know where to start, man. Like there is so much, there is so much corruption within FIFA mm-hmm. that it is basically Qatar is paid. Pay, like yes, yeah, Qatar paid um, billions or not billions. We don't actually know how much money, but they paid a lot of money to FIFA to get the World Cup when they didn't actually have any facilities for the World Cup, right. and no one actually wanted it in Qatar. Um, and then on top of that, because they didn't have any facilities for that, they had to build all of these infrastructures. And there's we don't 
know the exact number, but there's estimated around like 5,000 people who died working mm-hmm. on the stadiums and the hotels uh, to build for the World Cup this year. And the workers aren't like paid. They move there and they have to pay, like their work is their way of like living there. So it's not really like... It's like right. indentured servitude. It, yeah, yeah, it's like serfdom basically. All right, so let's bring it back to the U.S. before we go <laughs> <laughs> too far. Go it's too crazy far. though. So what have you guys noticed from like the U.S.? Like what players have you guys noticed who just stand out? And yeah, I was gonna say Josh Sargent, my boy. Uh, I want to see him. I want to see a hat trick from him against Netherlands. That boy, he is amazing. He's from St. Louis, which is why I'm like, I just want to represent Tim. Uh, Reams is also Mm -hmm. another player, he's a center back. And he is also from St. Louis. So those are my two favorites. Did you know they both went to St. Dominic? I did know that. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. Charlie, I know you got some favorite players out there. Yeah. um, (laughs) I think that our two most underrated players are Tim Ream and Walker Zimmerman. Like, Mm -hmm. we we held a clean sheet against, (laughs) in my opinion, the best attacking team in the world who have nine goals and two games against other teams, but zero against us. So I think that that uh, partnership is very not talked about and everybody I think hates on specifically Walker Zimmerman just mm-hmm. for his one tackle against Wales even though if you watch the rest of the game he was a- absolutely locked down the entire mm-hmm. time and we have only conceded one goal the entire time. I agree with right. you about Zimmerman. Alright Aaron you seemed very yeah. upset about that. The defense is really good I agree like they're really good together and I don't know why they played the other center back the other day that was like his first cap ever and they started him over Zimmerman but I don't know I think Zimmerman if you're a pro, you cannot – like, there was no reason to do that tackle. Mm-hmm. And I know people make mistakes, so I'm not trying to hate, but I don't know. That kind of cost us some stuff, I mean, it doesn't obviously. matter. We're in the round of 16. Yeah, I know, so I know. It's fine. But, yeah. It didn't cost us the championship. Also, I think McKenney like, is re- – does a great job of controlling the game. Like, he's top-notch. So, I would say he's I mean, so far done really well. Is offering him a deal, so who is Borussia yeah. Dortmund? Oh yes. Also, mm-hmm. Captain America. Well, he plays Abby. for a better team already. Really? What yeah. team does he play for? Juventus. Yeah. But oh, um, Captain America is not Pulisic. That's your referring to. Why? Uh, why? Why do you think captain? that? Because he's not the captain anymore. They still Tyler call him Adams, Captain America. Tyler Adams, who is our best player, like hands down, no question about it. He's our best player, but. Okay. Well, they still call him Captain America, but yeah, I thought he's been playing Captain. well. But honestly, it's hard for him to do anything because other teams like just are going to lock down on him. Basically, it's like what we did with Bale; like they're just always going to be marked. So I think the other two forwards, like Way and Sargent, have done a good job of like taking over that spot. Especially Sargent, he did a really good job. I don't think he like lost the ball really in the last game. So hopefully, he's not hurt. The thing that I'm worried I th- about. I saw him celebrating after the game, though. No, I think thought, he's fine. I, he was fine. They just yeah. didn't want to get him more injured. The thing I'm worried about, though, is that without, like, when we took off Pulisic and Wea and Sargent, our offense, we it was non-existent. Mm-hmm. And it's especially going against up against the Netherlands where Pulisic is day-to-day. We don't really know how our offense is going to be looking. And Netherlands defense is definitely their strongest right. suit. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I just don't know how the game's going to pan out, and it makes me worried going into that game. I think that the Netherlands have been very disappointing. Like, they have not played yeah. as good as they have. Um, like, even the um, Dutch fans have said the same thing. And also, um, I think that one of our best attacking players hasn't even played at all, Reina. Like, I don't know what's going on with that. Also, Brendan Aronson is not yes. even playing until the last 20 minutes of the game, which right. is... Yeah, he I brings think. good defense. Yeah, yeah he's always he just going. a lot of he energy. Just keeps runs. Yeah. yeah, 
And also, what do we think our biggest opposition is from Netherlands? Like, who are the star players that might give it to us? There's obviously Virgil van Dijk. Of course. That's the only player I know on the team. Mm-hmm. Their uh, offense isn't anything crazy. Like, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. No, I could no. see it being 0-0 in overtime mm-hmm. in, like, possibly PKs. Well, the, they have that young player, Gakpo, that's been scoring yeah. a, a lot. For that. I think he's been their, like, only goal scorer realistically. and um, So we need to watch out for him. And I think if we lock him down, though, like... Yeah, well, I think we'll. I think that we're gonna win, honestly. Like, I I could see it's definitely. They're not. They're nothing special. Van, Van Dyke is really good, but he's kind of been shaky in the last year. So I think yeah. that we can definitely score. Mm-hmm. That's our biggest problem, I think. I think our defense yeah. is solid. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we were to go into a tie and go into like overtime, I don't mm-hmm. know how that works in the World Cup. Is it like there's a golden goal or something? Golden goal, maybe. I think so. Eh. Or does it end? <laughs> it we'll have to research that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Wilson's on it. <laughs> I think it'll be golden thing. goal. Well, we cannot give up PKs, though, because that – or, I mean, uh, corners, because right. Virgil is, like, he a crazy. threat on those. So He gets up there, yeah. And so who do we think, like, in other competition as well for other countries, like, who might have, like, the best run at it? Like, I know Argentina is a favorite champion. Brazil is really good. Right. Senegal, okay. That, 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 that's, who I, uh, that's who I'm back in. Just trying going, to be different. all the way. Kay. I think um, nobody's really talking about England. Like, I – they're the no, team that I do no not want to win at all. No but they Harry Kane is – I'm probably faster than Harry Kane. Like, that boy is the slowest <laughs> man I've ever seen on earth. Horrible. <laughs> well, he's about to score on us in the final then just because he said that. Ooh. But anyway, uh, he's probably the best player in the World Cup in my opinion. Harry what? Yeah. Rob did nothing against the U.S. Like, literally non-existent. I don't really think a single player did anything on either team in that game, to be honest. They were, everyone was kind Pulisic of Pulisic did really well, he yeah. Against times. England? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he did really well. Yeah. At the crossbar. I think Tim Ream was the only good player. No, that, that one guy on our team that has, like, the buzz Tyler cut. Adam. Or, uh, buzz cut, he has, like, a unibrow low-key. Wing back. Winger? He's a wing back, yeah. He, like, destroyed their whole defense. After a back heel pass, that on, was nasty. On our team? Yeah, I mean, against was England. It? He almost mm. scored. Oh, is it the left back? Yeah. This was looking like favorites until they lost it. To Sushi. Yeah. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? They no, suck. Speed pronounce it. They oh, got Mbappe, yeah. oh, the best yeah. forward in the country or in the world, and they can't even score against Who? Mbappe. Oh, he yeah. had three goals though against, I mean, like total. Well, he didn't really so play until the second half. But yeah. Well, um, I think Brazil. They haven't even scored that many goals to be honest. But they're but just looking solid. But that's because everyone just plays like what's his name? so low against them. What? Richardson. Richard. Rich Carlson. Rich Carlson. Know what I'm saying. Dude, he scored the bicycle. B- yeah, boy, he's crazy, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is awesome, yeah. <laughs> All right, so bringing... <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of bringing it back to St. Louis, as you said, there were two guys from St. Dominic's from St. Louis. Uh, how do you guys think the culture at, like, in St. Louis soccer, and does that, like, contribute to the culture? Do you think it builds it? I think that we've always had a great culture. It's like, back in... I don't even know. I don't know if it was 1930 or not, but the year that we made it really far, like the entire team was from St. Louis, and they've always had a good culture. I think it's really been solidified now with the MLS team coming in. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I think part of the reason, oh, Jesus, a part of the reason people are so like enthusiastic about the World Cup this year is just the fact that we're getting an MLS team. There's just been a lot of talk about soccer in the St. Louis area recently, and I think. The World Cup has just been another way for like the St. Louis citizens to like engage. 
Right. I do think it's awesome, like, the addition of it and how many p- more people, like, start to know about soccer. And, it's, like, even in the school, just start talking about, it, like, oh, there's a city team. Like, what's going on? And keep asking about it. So getting more involved in soccer. And I always think, I agree, that St. Louis has always been, like, a big soccer city because we have so much talent come up from, like, even Josh Sargent and Tim Ream. But a bunch of people go to, like, Division One in colleges, and it's such a big city. I mean, you look here, you guys, we have three people here in the room who <clears throat> have played competitive soccer mm-hmm. all through high school. And Aaron's obviously going wisconsin for soccer and so i think you know what i guess like when you look at st louis like i think we're a huge soccer town and that's like what we're almost known for yeah and like slew even if you look at slew like they made it to the final four last year in the college cup like and most their team came from st louis Mm -hmm. so it's really solid and they had like 10 kids go to the MLS next, last year and in the were, draft. There were like three like, people top five picks yeah, from SLU. They're solid. Mm-hmm. Do you so. guys notice that when you travel to, you know, like other states or other cities? Do you notice like them not comparing to St. Louis almost? Because like, I don't know, like, I guess when I look at sports, I think like it feels almost that everyone plays soccer. Right. In, at least at Clayton. Like there's so many soccer players mm-hmm. compared to other sports. Like do you guys see that? around the country or is that mainly I see it like when I'm like traveling for club soccer to different places like some it's basically hit or miss like when I went to Madison Wisconsin to play a couple games against the Madison like 76ers like just that whole town of Madison is basically revolved around soccer like oh you're someplace from Madison 76ers like that's a really big deal for them and like going like Indiana like it's okay like Kansas City like it's a decent like there's not too much hype around it but like certain cities there's like a big hubbub around big like soccer stuff yeah and a lot of midwest states like they're huge in football so like that's really what they focus on but like in st louis it's really basketball and soccer like our basketball talent's like also kind of equivalent to soccer Mm -hmm. um but yeah and i would say our youth programs are like and hockey i mean hockey's getting up there too hockey of course of course yeah 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 Yeah. but i think we're gonna see even more like people on the USA team like they commented on St. Louis in the last World Cup game talking about how it was like 2:30 our time they were like saying how it was 11:30 at night in Qatar and that it's 2:30 for St. Louis like the soccer town of America right. and it was like super cool but I think there's going to be even more talent uh based off what I've seen in the ca- last couple of years it's, on both women's and men's side it's also like we were kind of talking about the um, city team coming to St. Louis and I think this is probably the best case scenario like you have FIFA which everyone's getting involved in right now for the World Cup like mm-hmm. I know that we were talking about Zach and like you're walking around everyone like anybody who pays attention to any sport is tuned into the World Cup right now and so I think it's gonna flow well into you know a lot of support for the city yeah. team and like I said I have many friends that like I'll like call out Alex with all here he's like he's never watched a game of soccer probably in his entire life and like these past couple of days he's like I just watched that whole game of soccer. That was the most thrilling game I've ever watched in my entire life. Like, just what happened? It was, like, super awesome to see him just, like, kind of converting to that. Like, it's just so awesome to get other people. And it's perfect timing because after the World Cup happens, there's only a couple months until our city season starts. So more people will be like, oh, my gosh, like, have so much more pride for soccer and our city as well. Well, I will say, I mean, I, I got an email from the city team, like, Tickets were sold out like two months ago. Right like, away. Every like I don't know. St. Louis is just very excited for soccer in general. Right. It's, it's been it's just been kind of crazy, honestly. And if you, yeah, it's only a matter of time before they build onto that stadium. I know they're preparing yeah. for it. No, I know. And like yeah. they sh- did, you have you driven by it or seen it yet? I've been inside. Really? Yeah. What do you think of it? It's great. Um, 
I mean, it's a little small, but at the same time, they didn't know what the scene mm-hmm. was going to be. But honestly, it's a really good stadium. I've been all around it. Everything is, it's a very, like, no matter where you go, it's great seats. And right. I don't know. It's, st- it, it's going to be, it's going to be really fun. Are they still games. finishing it? I think it's basically games. finished they're because done, they had yeah. that STL 2 game. Yeah. yeah. Against, yeah. against uh, Bayern Levin. Yeah. Yeah, all I know is I think that they had like a section that they can add on in the future, yeah. like another layer, and so they were prepared to yeah. expand and just weren't ready. That's a very good, yeah. yeah. Because it, right now it looks pretty small compared to other, like even looking at the Qatar stadiums now, like how massive they are. Like, and they just got built in a span well, of you years. Well, you used slaves to build your stadiums. <laughs> For real, no wonder it got done. <laughs> you but built some crazy stadiums. Yeah. But I think it's an awesome thing that there's room to expand on this stadium as well, so. Yeah. And like, it's nice that the, we have an MLS team now because like Max plays for the younger right. team and that's going to be like a portal. You're going to see like St. Louis kids playing for City, which will be really cool if they're like good enough. And I think mm-hmm. with the youth programs, the, the, with their coaching and stuff, like there's going to be even more talent with St. Louis. How is that working? Like is, do we already have a team set right now? Or well, I know yeah. nothing about it. So. Right now our team is like 90% international players. Right. Yeah. And so hopefully that changes. There's no like there's no like solid team. They're technically on like city too, but like most of those players will just transfer. So when do they start to well, We don't have an MLS when team. When does the right season now, so start they're all playing for city? We yeah, have that's a, what I'm saying. We yeah. get the first pick in the draft though, I'm pretty sure. Cuz we're new. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So, oh, really? Yeah, oh, that would be, be good. Awesome. I yeah. forgot that there's drafts. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And also that I think it's awesome cuz the main director, what do you know his name? I know Max does. He's I've talked to him the about it. Coach? No, guy? the main director of like operations, who's okay. like started the whole city thing. Um, yeah, I probably but he has like a big influence in European soccer because he used to work yeah. in the Bundesliga and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so he'd have like a bunch of players just come in. I think that's where we got our goalie too, like because he had a connection with him and some. Yeah, he was somewhere. a goalie. He oh, played. Really? Yeah, he was a goalie okay. in like six leagues. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. As we're talking about goalies, can I just bring up Matt Turner? He's the U.S. goalie. Oh, yes. He um, is insane. He never played soccer until he was 16 years old. That's crazy. Walked onto his high school league, high school team, and then just exponentially, and now he's out here literally saving the U.S. team. And did you see the, like, Instagram things of him at Fairfield University and, like, being on the ESPN's, like, not top ten like the first one where he yeah. jumps up to grab a ball and then just like goes right in the goal and he mm-hmm. did. and I think that's such a long way he came just from that to be starting in the World Cup and like having such an exceptional performance so far which is just really awesome to I see. will say I don't watch much soccer but <clears throat> he scares the crap out of me when yeah. I see him when they start playing <laughs> the ball back to him I'm like what are you doing he broke someone's ankle the other day it was hype that was scary <laughs> when he started dribbling out of the box <laughs> yeah that was crazy that was he, also every time he like dives and makes a play he never like lays on the ground. I mean, unless he's trying to time waste, but like he immediately throws it. Right. And his punts right. are like insane. They he can punt far. it like, mm-hmm. yeah, basically the other 18. So, yeah, he's really impressive. Mm-hmm. That is pretty awesome. And kind of to wrap it up, like, what is one thing, like, the bet, like, your favorite moment of the World Cup so far? Oh, dude, I don't know my fa- my favorite. But, like, I know for a fact most infuriating was the Saudi Arabia-Argentina game. I woke up at... Infuriating, okay. I woke up... Took it another direction. I I woke up, woke up... I know it's the opposite of what you asked, but I woke up at 4 a.m. for that game, and I was... My mom literally came downstairs because I was yelling for the two hours straight (laughs) because of how insane it was. Really? Yeah. I like that moment. I don't think you can top that, Charlie. Oh, I... 
Well, I, <laughs> so far my favorite moment is U.S. beating Iran, but like, yeah. Hopefully the games for the U.S. get more entertaining because a lot of people are just watching the U.S. games and like they're such low-scoring games. But hopefully right. it gets better because then you'll see how thrilling they can be. Mm-hmm. I would say the USA England game, watching that was like really fun because right. we oh, were like really scoring and, or almost scoring a bunch, so it was like super entertaining. And when Messi scored, because people been hating on my boy and Messi, that goal was so great. and great goal, great guy, love Messi. So I actually do have my favorite moment. Okay, when Brazil hit that. Uh, yeah, kick. that, that was, was insane. I, I I went crazy and that was great. What's your guys' favorite game of the year so far? Right. Dude, I've, the problem is I've watched like 60 in the past two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what was the most thrilling out of this? Honestly, Ghana versus Portugal. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Ghana too. versus Portugal was a great game. And they didn't even have the camera on at the end when they almost scored. Oh, my God. Time. That was crazy, yeah. Mm, I don't know. Any Brazil game, honestly. That is really fun to watch, yeah. Brazil vs. Serbia was pretty entertaining. I know that, it was a that bicycle was a kick, great. but Serbia was, like, locked That's down the there. Dude, all their players are, like, 6'2", yeah. and they tower over the Brazilian players. Yeah. Like, the shortest player on Serbia is 6'2", and, like, they tower over these players, and they, but, like, I don't know. It was great. Uh, Germany versus... Japan. No, it was a different game. It was insane, though. Spain? It was, like, back... Yes, that game was insane. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite game. It was back and forth for, like, a while. And Germany... They almost o- came back. Germany almost won it, but the dude is an idiot, No, so. the guy that scored on <laughs> Germany is from the second division in Germany. No Like, way. he plays for Division Two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's awesome to see like all these like international players, not even in just in the World Cup, but international players all around the world, like just play from just every region. Yeah, I know, the world. you can kind of like it's kind of funny like the Japan, uh, Germany game. It was like like all the German players, like every single one of them are big and slow, and then all the Japanese players are slow and quick, and that's like the same with slow like, and quick. I mean, <laughs> yeah, short, just short different playing styles. And that was yeah. the same with that other. Or the other Serbia. team, the Serbia, Brazil. yeah, Serbia's huge. Like all, they're all like clunky people. It's kind of funny just right. seeing how everyone's kind of similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's get some score predictions before we close this thing up. Right. For the Netherlands. USA, yeah. USA Netherlands. Oh. I'm saying it goes to overtime. Yeah, I think it'll be zero zero. I think it's. Oh, by the way, overtime rules: two 15-minute sessions with a one-minute break in between, and um, PKs after. I think so. So not golden goal. Actually. Is it golden goal or no? No. It says the golden goal rule, actually. Oh. Oh, All right. shoot. Overtime, then. I'm more nervous. Lord, I, I think that'd be super awesome if we won in overtime. But. Well, that makes me – I hate – dude, golden goal makes me so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, even in high school soccer, I get super nervous. Yeah. I think we'll ourselves. win in PKs. That's my I prediction. Think I think it's 1-0 one, one U.S. I think 2-0 U.S. with uh, – McKinney scoring and uh, Wea. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. But Solid. I think England are going to win it all. Sweet. Oh, that's just if wild. I had to put my that's money wild. on it. Senegal. All Completely the underrated team. I hate them, but they're mm. underrated. All right. Wrapping it up. Huge thanks to Charlie, Aaron, and Zach for coming out on the podcast. We hope everyone enjoyed this episode. These episodes will be posted on Fridays on Spotify and on the Clayton Globe website. Make sure to follow the Instagram and YouTube at Greyhound Time for latest Clayton Sports updates. Once again, thanks for Zach, Aaron, and Charlie. Yeah, thank you.